He built a particle, I believe it was a particle accelerator, in his garage when he was like 14. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did, dude. That sounds like a trusted source. <laughs> 14. What were, you, what were you doing at 14? Welcome back. Here we are. It's been a while. I took some time off, had a baby. All is well so far. Hopefully we keep that streak alive. In this episode, I chat with my brother, and this is the rebrand from the Entertained podcast. We have tossed that out the window, and it is now the Anthony Thomas podcast, ATP. In this episode, my brother Ryan and I, we cover everything from parenting failures, pilot life, then some of his travel hacks, depressive states from injury, we talk about outer space, aliens, and there is a bit of a riddle or a very, very challenging topic in here if you're into that sort of thing in astrophysics where I take a shot at solving an unsolved mystery of the universe, uh, particularly as it pertains to Earth and our views from here. All of that and more. Welcome aboard and thanks for tuning in. Here we are with Ryan Thomas. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on an iPad because so, I'm in a hotel. Oh, solid. Yeah, and I don't uh, I don't bring my laptop because I bring an Xbox. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Bro, I've been getting that on Battlefield all morning. <laughs> the the, pi- the proper pilot's life. Hey, man. You know, I mean, some people, they get into hood rat shit. They run around with the rest of the flight crew and all that. And yeah, that's not me, man. <laughs> that's not me at all. I dig, I'm just, uh, I dig that. I'm, a, I'm what they call a slam clicker. A slam clicker? Yeah, you slam the door and you hear the click of the lock. (laughs) (laughs) That's all she wrote. That's it. Yeah. It's just, it's different in the airlines than it is in the Air Force. In the Air Force, I go out and stuff, but in the airlines. Yeah. Like, I'm good, man. I feel that. Well, yeah. Yeah. I feel like your 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 typical crew in the airline versus your crew in the Air Force, vastly different interests. (laughs) yeah so that that makes I mean, it's weird because it's weird because most of my air force buddies are airline guys too you know but yeah we're still just a, a small sample yeah most of the most of the airline world is pretty uh, homogenous in terms of the the type of people that you fly with you know yeah for sure for That's sure what i wanted to use right homogenous yeah yeah yes Yes, that was a good word to use. Bro, I so the reason it, it took me a little bit here uh to get yeah. on, <laughs> to get on here is because I was uh <laughs> this bread this brand sent me this uh this box, right? Like they said they sent me this box of stuff. It's it's a black owned brand and they hit me up a while ago and and, and they were like, "Hey, we're reaching out to black golfers for like an appreciation month thing. Um, we want to send you out this box of goodies. It's basically like, you know, like beard care and things like this. Right. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Talk to me after you give it to tiger. So- <laughs> <laughs> then we can talk. So I was like, I was like, cool. Yeah. You sent it my way. So they sent it and I I've had it sitting here for a while. I hadn't done anything mm-hmm. with it partially because I'm off social media right now. So it was like, doesn't, 
Yeah. I'm not in a rush to do it anyway. So I've been sending you mad, ridiculously funny shit on Instagram. You really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going I'm to, I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to have to block out like a full weekend when I decide to jump back on because I know there's, I know there's people like you. Yeah. And, and, yeah, the, and Ant, I know I've been sending me some ridiculous shit. So anyway, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like, let me just do this quick little video review unboxing. And here's my take on, yeah. on these products. I straight up dumb and dumbered the shit out of my eyeball <laughs> with what beard, with beard spray. I, I, I <laughs> let me let me see if I can get to the moment. I haven't even I haven't even played this back for myself yet. Uh, I'm gonna play it back right now. The oh look at this shit, look at this shit. And I had my I had the Osmo following me. Let me see if mm-hmm. I can, here. Let me move the mic so you can still hear the audio too. All day silky softness. This is what I need right uh, I'm getting an email that's like, uh, Mr. Thomas, upon further review, we would no longer like to request your help marketing <laughs> hey, our product. Hey, listen, <laughs> take that box we say you throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Do us a favor. If you see another black dude out there golfing, just give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care yes. if he's on social media. Just, yes. uh, we don't want you to be seen with it. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. Yeah. So, uh, all right, bro, check this out. This this is a special episode for a couple reasons. One, I have been thinking about this for a while because I haven't made an I haven't recorded an episode of this podcast in months. Uh, cool. And so I've been thinking about this, and I'm like, you know what? I I really don't like the name entertained. I like the concept. I like, but that doesn't roll off the tongue. And I was like, this is you know mm-hmm. something I've been thinking about mm-hmm. for a while. So this is the episode where it's a rebranding episode. And it is the Anthony oh, Thomas. Shit. Yeah. Whoops. Boy, let me. The Anthony Thomas podcast. It's my hype button. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a I had a horn app on my phone that did that. Yes. And like, I shit you not, if I hit that, it didn't matter where in the house the kids were. You would just hear footprints like because they just like to spam the button, dude. I might have to send these kids like don't let them get a textile one. One that, no. that you actually get that press. Oh man, it feels so I think good. Tactile was the word you were looking for. Tactile. What I said, textile? Yeah. Textile. Get one made <laughs> out of clothing materials. <laughs> They're like, this isn't so fun to press. It's just God, this button is so soft. <laughs> It's supple, yeah. and that's how their their career in fashion design started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, so this Emma, is what made you want to get into fashion. Well, my uncle <laughs> sent me a fabric hype button when I was three. Wow. Uh, yeah. The rest is history. Oh. So yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. This is the rebranding uh, episode, the Anthony Thomas Dude. Podcast ATP. That's like energy in your cells. That's like nice. Yeah. So is that energy in your cells? Yeah, ATP. Mm, dude, I'm like when it comes to like cellular biology, I'm terrible. Really? So yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to act as if I am the biologist here because <laughs> when I when I say energy in the cells, that's like very loosely putting it because I think I don't think ATP is actually energy. I think it's uh, I I think it's 
the transfer of energy, maybe like the highway energy moves. On. I don't know. It's something mm. involving energy of the cells. It's just, you know Ooh. what? You know what? I got a hype button. So, <laughs> but yeah, so this, well, what, is, this is the rebranding episode. What, the, the mitochondria is the powerhouse the of the powerhouse cells. The powerhouse of the right? cell. That's right. Yeah. You, that, you nailed it. So that's, yeah. that's pretty decent. But luckily for you and for everybody who would question you, uh, <laughs> Your your specialty, your expertise is not anywhere near biology. It's more so physics and flying and, I mean, you are a pilot. Brave of you to assume that I'm an expert in anything. <laughs> <laughs> you have passed qualifications somehow. Yes, yes. Somebody made a mistake somewhere. <laughs> Probably the same guy that let you into Berkeley. <laughs> Uh, shout out to mom shout, okay before we start di- we, we're about to start diving in here i gotta give at least the proper intro to the the people that don't know you that are gonna yeah. that are gonna be listening so uh, yeah. joining me today is ryan thomas he happens to be a pilot in the united states air force reserves reserves united states air force yeah. reserves and yeah. a pilot in the commercial airline world as well. A you, know, you hold a bachelor's in psychology from Washington State University. Yes. And you are what, like two classes from your another bachelor's in physics? Yes. This three. Three classes. Wait, one semester, yeah. Yeah, one semester away. Okay. So you you It's worth noting that I've been one semester away for three years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not and not an active pursuit. Not an active pursuit. I mean, but I mean, I you're know. you're you're in your you're in your mid thirties, and you decided you opted yeah. just a few years ago to go back for this for, I mean, seemingly no reason at all. But uh, we'll get to that before. Let's finish your <laughs> let's finish your epic intro. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, are yeah, also yeah. the middle brother. I'm the youngest. Yes. You are the middle. You're five years older than I am. So growing up, uh, we we had a lot of wonderful times and a lot of fantastic fights. You and I specifically, yeah. uh, pretty much daily, if not daily, many times a week yeah. for years we fought. Yeah. And then that uh, reminds me of uh, <laughs> sorry, just something on uh, <laughs> something I saw on. IG today. It said having siblings is so weird. You spend the first like fifteen years of your lives fighting, and one day you wake up and you're like, "This motherfucker's all right." <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically that's like the story of our lives. You were like me and Billy didn't beef nearly as much as, as you and I did. Big fact. So I, I read that, and that's the first thing I thought of. Big fact. Player. Yes, Billy. Billy being the oldest brother, who I hope to have on here one day. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But today we've got you. We got the middle brother, Ryan Thomas. Um, what am I missing from your intro that you'd like to add? I know, actually no. Let me let me read this. Or <laughs> my title. I I I texted you asking what yeah. title would you like me to share on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. And this is your response for your official title, Ryan Thomas the yeah. pilot. Ryan Thomas, high speed pressurized aluminum tubing operator. That's correct. <laughs> and yeah. hum- and human and human, yes. Okay. Self-proclaimed human. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. So that shot to mom about you, somebody made a mistake, let you in. <laughs> somebody yeah. made a mistake. No, no, I'm just, I'm super lucky, man. I just, I don't know. 
Yeah, just a super super lucky guy. I think you are pretty lucky, but uh, you don't you don't become a pilot. What what's the percentage roughly, or if you know specifically, what's the percentage of people that pursue being a pilot in the military, let or just specifically the Air Force, that as opposed to the people that actually get it? Because this to me, I don't know, seemingly is like you know like a special forces kind of fallout scenario where it's like a lot of people want to go do this, but a, yeah. I mean, there's far more that don't make it than yeah, yeah. actually get there. Percentage wise, I don't, I don't know. The Air Force, we do our our pilot training kind of weird. We weed people out before we send them to pilot training. So there's a lot of people that apply and don't get selected for you know any any number of reasons. There's you know medical or background, moral, even moral and ethical stuff like that. You, really, yeah. What's, yeah, a, what's like an too example? Much drug, too much drug use huh. would be moral or a DUI is a moral, um, even though it's a legal thing, but it's still a moral yeah. um, thing like that, that they'll just, because even if you handled the DUI appropriately and did all the legal steps, there's no like legal ramifications really. But for us, that's a deal breaker. It's right. just essentially poor decision-making. Yeah. Um, there's ways around that, like, but it, it, it would, your DUI would have been years ago. Right. But right. Stuff like that, you know, and, uh, medical is the biggest one. We have stricter medical standards than the commercial world. Yeah. Uh, and for obvious reason, we're, we're doing stuff in different yeah. locations and it, different. It, it seems like your um, those, those strict standards, y- you had a good experience with the strict medical standards recently, I think from a, a knee scooter of some sort. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, <laughs> well, once you're once you're in, they'll pay good money to keep you in. Like once you're a pilot, yeah, it's cheaper to fix a pilot than it is to make a new one. You know, what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I tore my Achilles tendon saving America. Yes, actually, yes, yes. I was on mil- military duty and I uh, tore my Achilles tendon. Yeah, while you were on military duty, these are specific yes. details that you need was, to pay was, very close attention running, to. I was running from one base to another base. Like a oh, like an Air Force base. It was on an Air Force base, yes. You were on an Air Force base running from one base to another base. That's that's correct. Okay. Should we dive in further? Is that enough details to share? Would you like to dive in further? Yeah, I mean I'm like just for clarity yeah, yeah. purposes, you are you are on mm-hmm. military orders, you are on yes. base, and, yes. and there's a lot of witnesses to this experience when you tore your Achilles. Yes. As you were running from one base to another base. It was just an yes. like a, a an American base, like an American pastime type of base, like a base. Well, I it was a competition. It was a conflict of sorts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. you tore your Achilles <laughs> playing softball. That is correct. It was a conflict <laughs> between two teams. And I was running from first base to second base. <laughs> Oh man! So th- uh, anyway, yeah. fr- from that, from your recovery, because you couldn't fly for a while, and yeah, 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 that was pretty. That was pretty tough, eh? Yeah. Like, like mentally, emotionally. What would you yeah, go through? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, there was days where it's just it's 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 a it's a very sudden, uh, like handicapping. Essentially, you know, it's not like I mean. I don't want to take anything away from people that have permanent disabilities, you know what I mean? But sure. you go overnight, so you you can't walk by yourself. Um, you got crutches, hopefully. Like, I ended up getting a little knee scooter eventually. Yeah. Um, but just the, the stuff, you know, making breakfast is tough. And it, it, it it's just, uh, you know, it, it, it was just uh, days where I didn't want to do anything. 
Yeah. I didn't even turn the Xbox on. Didn't read a book. Didn't turn the TV on. I just sat on the couch. And this, um, I mean, this so is probably, also you having two children under the age of seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and, I mean, I, there was probably, I'd probably, yeah, yeah. I had some. It was just hard times, man. Just sitting there and just, but you know, my wife's a saint. She had to be a saint to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> yes so she was uh yeah but you know she's i mean exactly what you want in in a partner you know i mean she was the, the, my rock when i needed it so yeah and she didn't complain once the whole time so not a single time i have enough money i'll i'll take her on a really nice trip so <laughs> <laughs> which actually that's that was that probably was was part of the the depressive state for this injury right because you're you're on a pursuit to climb the ladder in the commercial yeah. airline world, which is climbing yeah. your financial ladder and everything like that. So mm-hmm. this, is, and you need more hours and everything like that to do it. So this yeah, is yeah. a big setback for what you were projecting for, you know, timing wise. Yeah, yeah. So it's November 30th right now. And I'm, uh, you're not supposed to do my... that because this is going to be released later. So I'm just talking about what time it is while we're recording this. So yeah. as we're recording, no, this, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, you, they don't, they, you don't want the people to know. Because they think it's instant, like we recorded it that day. It's live, like a radio. Well, that's that's silly. It's like <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> no, but yeah. So uh, you know, I'll I'll be done with my airline training sometime in the next couple of weeks, right? Yep. Coming back to work. This was all supposed to happen in uh, June. I was mm-hmm. supposed to come back to work, and from June to November, that's you know five months. That's potentially like 400 hours. Damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So So it, it is it is what it is, you know, case okay, so that's So But you're back to flying. Yeah. yeah you yeah, made yeah, it through. Yeah. What's what's one thing if you could if you could attribute your making it through um let's say this, you know, like a depressive chapter, what what is one thing that you would say most people could do or that you found useful, even if it isn't, you know, relative to most people, it's something that you were like, Yeah, this actually whether it was a mindset thing, a, a actual mm. activity, or, or what is something that you found helpful on the days that you found really rough that kind of helped you through? You know, we so we bought a house in July. Mm-hmm. So that was two and a half months after the surgery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, two and a half months. And that kept me busy, like actually having something to do. You know what I mean? My physical therapy was awesome. That was something to look forward to. Nice. But it was also tough and discouraging. Like, yeah. you know, because like you, I, like I couldn't do a one-legged tippy-toe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A one-legged heel race. I mm-hmm. couldn't do that. And that's just frustrating. Um, there was a long time there where uh, like I couldn't even do it 50-50. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't put 50% of my weight, you know? So that's, yeah. and physical therapy is just a reminder of that because that's the stuff they're trying to work on. And so you're doing that in physical therapy. So I, there were days where I just didn't want to go. But when we got our house and I had something to actually do every day, a target to work for, you know, getting the house set up and stuff like that, that helped a ton. Right. Um, so like, are you uh, like almost a purpose? Yeah. I guess. So you're recommending yeah. people if they find themselves in a similar situation, just buy a house, buy a house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hands down. Just buy a house. That's all you got to do to get yeah. through. <laughs> Well, that's all you that, do. No, that's solid. Have a purpose. Have like some. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it seems like that's even a purpose, or even would you substitute project? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like a, something a to long term project on. that you yeah. you can't finish in a day. You can't finish in a week. It's something that it's yeah, just yeah. like you chip away at. 
Yeah. So like when we were before we had bought the house, you know, the days where I was, I, I bought stuff for the dirt bike or stuff like that. Where I was out there actually working on something uh, helped a lot. But the days where I was just sitting around just thinking about the things you can't do, those are the those are the, the tough days. Yeah. Got you. Got I mean, you. Like I said, a lot of people have it a lot worse. I, I I at least had light at the end of the tunnel, knowing knowing that at some point. I'd be good again. You know, it's not like I lost my leg or something like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's, that has a whole different set of challenges that you've got to, got to work through and everything like that, which is also very, very doable. And I, I know this, I know this for many facts. And this is another shameless plug for high fives foundation, which that's where I got this lovely mug. You can see my high fives, my high fives, Ohana. Uh, I've talked about them, talked about them before. You're obviously familiar, yep. but for the listeners, High Fives Foundation, they help uh, folks who have experienced life-changing injuries. So just like what you're talking about, where it's like you you don't necessarily have the light at the end of the tunnel, like, oh, I will regain yeah, yeah. use of my leg or whatever. Uh, and they have amazing resources. So if this is something that you're going through right now or you know somebody going through this, definitely recommend checking out High Fives Foundation and uh, looking in reaching out to them for resources and mindset. What the hell are you laughing at? You remember the charity tournament we went to and the dude lost his leg and on his other leg, he tattooed one foot in the grave. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was all in, I could think that about. That was in Colorado. That was Lim, yeah. the limb preservation foundation. Yeah. Yes. And that, yeah. yeah, that just, for some reason that just came to mind. That's the mindset you, that's the mindset that helps though, yeah. man. Like, some of the yeah. the greatest he's like yeah well, what's he gonna do mope all you know for the rest of his life about losing that leg or like yo let's turn this into something fun let's turn it into like yeah. you know you own it you see it you own it yeah yeah that was that was that was wonderful that was hilarious, that was hilarious yeah. for sure all right so let's let's move to uh something i know very 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 little about and you wanted to talk about tarot card reading Dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Astronomy, astronomy, astrophysics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, you you already clarified. You know, you're not an expert in anything. No, not by any stretch of the imagination. Where do you even? I don't know this. And you and I are pretty damn close. Uh, you know, uh, people ask uh-huh. all the time, like, "Oh, do you have siblings?" Yeah. What's the next question? Are you guys close? Which is an interesting question to ask. Subjectively. Right. Looking at just mm. the family we grew up in and everything like subjectively, it's like, why? Would, of course, we're close. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. yeah. But then you look objectively at the world and it, you're like, holy shit, it makes sense why people ask that yeah. question. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea where your fascination with astronomy and astrophysics originates. Can you shed some light on that for me specifically? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it was. It was dad. Remember that old telescope? He had? <laughs> yes. The old with the wooden yeah, legs it, and the, the mm-hmm. yes, it was just the long skinny one. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was that as a kid uh, looking at that, mm. um, looking at stars and stuff. Bro, and I still uh, remember. You remember when we got to see Haley's Hale Bop, Haley's Comet? I think it was. It was in 94, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Is that Halley's Comet or Hellbop? I don't know. I think Halley's Comet comes around every 75 years. Uh, I don't know. This is where we need that, you know, the assistant right off side that's just looking stuff up for us while we can yeah, take like talking. Yeah, like stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, it might have been Hail Bob. I think it was um, Hail Bob. Yeah, I do remember that though. Yeah. That was dope. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so I recall this. I recall telescope mm-hmm. and and those experiences yeah. and things like that. Yeah. 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 So uh, that stuff um, when I was young got me into it. And then uh, remember when we had the pool in the backyard? I used to lay out on that deck and just yeah. look at the stars. Yeah. Um, and you know, for for as much time as I've spent looking at the stars, I know a shamefully small amount of constellations. <laughs> shame. Yeah, have, shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's uh there's 88 constellations out there and I know maybe 10. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome less, to your tour of the astro world. We're going to start yeah. today's tour with the dippers, the big dipper and the little yeah. dipper. Who could point these out for me? Yeah. <laughs> if you look right there, there's the Big Dipper over there is Orion, and that concludes our tour. <laughs> but there's like, 86 more. 88. 80, oh, 86 more. Yeah, 80, right? yeah. My bad. Quick math. Yeah. Quick math. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is yeah. this is still... So, so, yeah, that. I mean, you spent a lot of time looking at stars. You spent mm-hmm. time up, you know, on the pool deck. Uh, man, that pool, we used to have so much fun in that thing. That was epic. It was dope. We had a pool. I mean, we grew up in the Northwest where pools weren't the most common thing. And this was, you know, mm-hmm. you're, what was it, like four feet, four foot above the ground pool? Like, uh, yeah, probably. Man. Three and a half, four feet. Yeah. yeah and then we helped build that deck up to, the, to that. Pops was always building decks and greenhouses, yeah. always doing woodwork, <laughs> our yard work. <laughs> that was dad. That was dad's thing. Like, Hey, look at this new thing we got. Let's build a deck. Let's build <laughs> shit around it. <laughs> like, hold on now. They got a perfectly good ladder that comes with yeah. this thing that we yeah. can climb in and out of. But yeah. we used to send it off that deck too. You remember? Mm-hmm. Flips. Yep. Yeah. Flip yep. it off the All deck that, and yeah. they'd be so pissed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Times. So you, so, yeah, yeah. you're looking at stars. I mean, this is one of those this is one of those fascinating arenas where you know mm. people it's like oh two kids grow up with an alcoholic dad one of them grows up and becomes an alcoholic the other one grows up and becomes incredibly successful hating alcoholism all that shit right yeah yeah, yeah. this is kind of that scenario we both grew up there were times where pops would be out like yeah look mm. at the stars and all that stuff i am not i am i definitely enjoy the sky i enjoy the stars yeah, yeah. And, and all this yeah. stuff but i am nowhere near as fascinated as you are where does this come from where uh you you spent a lot of time what what were you thinking what was going on in your head it's just the, the vastness of it there's no way for us to like conceptualize how vast the space is you know our, the human brain just can't do it we can't wrap our heads around space right you know what i mean just that in general um and then just the the possibilities of what's out there you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we are one planet of eight here mm-hmm. in our you know mediocre solar system nine for mediocre planets star. from our childhood yeah when I, I have a shirt that says when i was when i was your age pluto was a planet <laughs> yeah. um, um but yeah uh you know just the, the the possibilities of what what could be out there right you know I mean? and just uh yeah, i don't know what do yeah, you that, th- what do you what do you that. what do you think is out there oh i, I absolutely believe there's intelligent life out there I hope there is. I hope there's life that's far more intelligent than humans are. <laughs> I don't know, um, dude. Check, I don't know, dude. Check, check, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. See this? Yeah. That's, I mean, th- yeah. That's crazy. I know, dude. Yeah. I know. Like, what's yeah. what's more intelligent yeah. than that? <laughs> I don't know. Man. If you're just listening and yeah. not watching this, I just 
pulled my index finger off of itself. Mm, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I detached. I detached. Yeah. yeah. The tip. Okay. So yeah, you think- I, I, I 100%. I 100%. Um, there Are is you a, a Star Wars out there. Absolutely. <laughs> Nerd life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but there's yeah, a, you think there's intelligent professor, life. a British professor, Brian, I think his name's Brian Green. He's a British astrophysicist and a professor. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was him. He, uh, he has this, uh, it's not, a, it's a hypothesis that yeah. intelligent life evolves like humans do where our ability to destroy life evolves faster than our ability to sustain or coexist on our planet. So there is a possibility that any life out there, much like human life develops nukes. And then they all use the nukes and kill off human life before they figure out how to work together as a planet and become an interstellar species. Right. So the, so, the idea that's is a possibility. Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. I mean, our ability technologically to to blow shit up advances insanely faster than yeah. our ability to de-escalate. Yeah, so much so that I mean, we're getting like uh, New Zealand is per- currently proposing a um, an international law or treaty that we will not use any artificial intelligence to kill during war. I love they New Zealand. The yeah, they want all killing during war to have a human input to it. They don't want, and I mean that's it's it, it sounds it's, it sounds it, ridiculous. Yeah, it but sounds really stupid, but it's I a think reality. It's a great, like, yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's it's great enough uh, a thing to consider to highly consider, yeah. and I can see well, where the, the logic is, behind is that. It's like yeah, if if we're using something like that then yeah. another country is and all of a sudden we're to that tbs show robot wars right oh <laughs> battle bots battle bots, battle bots. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, battle i used bots. to love yeah. that shit it's still going on man i know, I know. you know some of those things weigh like 250 pounds what isn't that crazy yeah, yeah 250 yeah. pounds yeah i think that's their, but they're like their the size of a like, laptop dude but dude, you uh, throw a you sledgehammer, a buzz saws, and uh, flamethrower. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah that yeah, shit yeah, was yeah. awesome. Okay, so so you're into you're into stars. You're into into yeah, potential yeah. potential extraterrestrial lives. Yeah, yeah. Where? How? Okay, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard to conceptualize, yeah. right? You've already established this. Yeah, yeah. In space. I mean, in, in our little solar system of eight planets, yeah, we're the only one known to be hosting proper, I guess, conscious life. Because uh, there's other, like, there's been, you know, other organisms found on Mars. So, right? Or just water. Yeah. Just water. No organisms. Water. But okay. everywhere on Earth that we've seen water, we found microbial life. Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. So... That's just in our solar system. How many yeah. solar systems do you know of existing? Ballpark it. Ours. I mean, there's trillions out there. Trillions? It's, it's, I would be willing to bet, yeah. Like I mean, the level of United States know. debt? Trillions? <laughs> I don't know if anything's that high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, you, you look out there and, you know, we see the Milky Way is, you know, when you look up at the night sky, you see that real dense strip of 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 the sky where it's like 
it looks kind of foggy. Yeah. That's the Milky Way, right? right? And those are those are stars up there. Like how many planets do those stars have? Some stars might not have any. Some might have nine. Some might have 14 or something like that, you know? And then you look out and there's galaxies. You can see Andromeda Galaxy with your, your, your naked 1. eye. 1.5 million light years away from us. Is that what it is? Andromeda. It's our closest neighboring galaxy. 1.5 yeah. million light years. Yeah. So if if you're, you're traveling at the speed of light, okay. it's going to take you 1.5 million years to get there. That is insane. I'm just going to look up just to make sure my numbers are correct. Andromeda galaxy distance from Earth. Yeah. Oh, dude, I short, I shorted, I shorted it. Two point five million light years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two point five. That's our closest yeah. neighboring galaxy. That's insane. Yeah. And then you just the the if you ever get a chance, look at the uh, the Hubble deep field um, telescope, field, like the picture. Oh. Um. They there's one picture. Where and I don't know however many years ago, but one of the scientists they they ended up with extra time on Hubble. Yeah. They were like, "Well, we don't have anything planned for it right now." And this guy's like pointed at this one black spot in the sky, like nothing's um, there. Just go straight for that there. black None, spot. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they pointed at it and they leave it there for some amount of time, and it turns out it's just littered with galaxies. They get this picture and. It's just galaxy after galaxy after galaxy after galaxy. Um, and it put, when you're editing this, put a picture up of it. And uh, but you you see all those galaxies. You know each one of those is like the Milky Way. You know what I mean? So you're looking at stars yeah, yeah, on yeah. stars on stars on exactly yeah potential solar systems for that star. And yeah, exactly. <clears throat> So it's just the the the, uh, the likelihood that we are the only advanced or intelligent life yeah. is to me preposterous. Yeah, I'm with you. <clears throat> I, I'm with you. I, I'm a, I I kind of fall in with the the theory I've heard from a few different, um, I guess thought leaders or intelligent folks out there, where it's like, well. You know, the odds of us being the only intelligent species, super, super low odds that we're the only mm-hmm. ones. But it's kind of like, well, did they already die off or are they to come, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like where in the timeline of evolution, yeah. you know, evolving life and everything like that. But then also, <sighs> was it, I think it was Stephen Hawking, the late professor Stephen Hawking that was like, if there is life out there an intelligent life, mm-hmm. we might not want to find it because they are likely far more intelligent than us and they would enslave us. Yeah. The same way we do with animals. Right. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. like as bad as it sounds, it's not yeah. like I'm enslaving my dog. I love my dog yeah. and everything, but yeah, you know, it's a being it's a wolf. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not a wolf. A wolf does not perform yeah. in the circus. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think there is, I think there is life out there. And the more you spend to actually sit with that thought alone, yeah, yeah, the more fascinating it, it does become. Well, and but that when you get into the philosophy of that, and the, there's, there's, uh, I won't say causation, but there's correlations between intelligence and empathy, right? Mm. And um, gaining more intelligence generally results in more empathy, right? So yeah. if they were supremely more intelligent than us they may they might not enslave us right 
You know, and they might not come here and kill us. One of the, here's the thing: all of these alien movies, yeah, they always have aliens coming to Earth to destroy us and kill us, yeah, because as a as humans, Western civilization, that's what we've done anytime we've gone somewhere new. Colonizers, exactly. Dead serious. Yeah. Like, no, when, I know. when when the Pilgrims came over, they up until the mid 1800s they were just slaughtering native americans yes same thing happened with the um the spanish in uh and the mayans some would some would say that there is still a slaughter of native americans going on by way of different political legal yeah uh yeah absolutely yeah yeah and so that's i think that's why everybody's brain goes to oh man there's aliens like i i have a hard time believing that you know who do we send to space we send the scientists yeah. and the, the intelligent, the, the, we're not sending warriors out there to go and kill everything we find. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, unless we find oil there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big but, fact. That's yeah, terrible. But no, I'm just, you just think about it. To, to me, a, a spacefaring civilization would be beyond the, the necessity to enslave us. What the hell are we going to, they have spaceships that can yeah. travel interstellar space. They could travel millions of light years in the span of one of their lives. What are we going to do for them? Astrophage. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, man, that's such a good book. Yes. Uh, what was the book? Yeah. Uh, Project Hail Mary oh, by Andy by Ware. Andy Ware. Dude, this was one. This was a fantastic book. If you like hardcore Hard science fiction, science fiction yeah. this is yeah. an amazing book and it's you know like in interstellar travel and and things about mm-hmm. you know where what would it really be like a very yeah. high possibility of what it's like to actually interact with another being from you know yeah. intelligent life and everything yeah that is a wonderful project hail mary by anywhere yeah so there you are with your fascination your love who are your I guess, who do you look up to? Not necessarily idolize, but who are you like, wow, I really, really admire some aspects of these people in this field. Um, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, hands down, because he is first and foremost an educator. Mm -hmm. Like like he's a scientist and all of that, Mm -hmm. but his goal is to enlighten people, to share knowledge. He's black folks, Bill Nye. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then... uh, I mean, I, I admire Bill Nye too for his pursuit yes. and, and, and all that. Um, yes. Brian, Dr. Brian Green, like I said, he's an astrophysicist out of uh, England. Who, who's the, the Japanese fella that looks like he's just Michio Kaku? Yes, he's Dr. Michio Kaku. Yes, he has a he has some really good books. Uh, Physics of the Future was really good, but he's a mm. uh, he built a particle. I believe it was a particle accelerator in his garage when he was like fourteen. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did, dude. That sounds like a trusted source. <laughs> 14. I'm what were you what were guy. you doing at 14? I want a real Jesus answer enough. here. What were you doing? Think back to when you were 14 years old. This so is for me that was freshman, freshman year of high school. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying no, really That's not right cuz you left high school at 17. Yes. So, 17, so I turned... 16, 15, 14. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you freshman got me year, my own life, man. Like, <laughs> uh, God, like I was just trying to fit in, man. <laughs> trying to fit. So he was working hard to <laughs> like advance his intellect. Yes, I was working hard to not have to do work. That I can what? absolutely confirm. 
Yeah, that's what I spent most of my time trying to figure out how to get out of a sign. Yes, 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 this yeah. is true. Well, that's no particle accelerator that I still have today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, yeah. so you go, you love, you love stars and everything like that. Astrophysics yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. where NDT comes in. You, you love this. Give us, mm. give us one of your favorite things, thoughts, uh, experiences around astrophysics that you're like, man, this just fascinates me. Yeah, you know, we talked about this once. It was on my porch in the townhouse. Um, oh, I know exactly. So, and I've got the answer. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so operating on the, the the understanding that the universe is infinite, mm-hmm. right? That's a a, a, a um, uh, an assumption here. Yeah. That the universe is infinite. Yes. If the universe is infinite... There are infinite stars out there. So there should be an infinite amount of light hitting the earth. So under those precepts, one of the most confusing things out there is why is it dark at night? That one still it baffles me. And then there's another one that... Hold um, on, give give us a second here, would you? Yeah. Give us yeah. a second here. Yeah. 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 If there's an so infinite inf- amount infinite of stars, stars and mm-hmm. they're emitting mm-hmm. an infinite amount of light... Mm-hmm. And they're infinitely directional to Earth. Omnidirectional. Omnidirectional. That's a good. That's a. But good it one. would come toward. But it would Earth. come it toward would, Earth they, from everywhere, mm-hmm. from every single angle. There would be light coming yeah, towards there Earth. Would be, Why yeah. is it dark at night? Yeah, and the you have to operate on that assumption that the universe is infinite. Yes. Uh, that is the assumption, oh. right? It's mm-hmm. it's either infinite or it is constantly expanding. Are those necessarily the same thing? No, those are those are different, right? So, I mean, we know the universe is expanding, right? We know that. Right. We don't know that it is infinite, right? So, I just want to preface this by saying I failed chemistry twice. <laughs> 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 I failed chemistry twice. So My man, yeah. So I re- I recall when we were mm. y- you know when we were being taught. I don't want to say when we were learning cuz we weren't necessarily learning. We were being taught. Yeah. That is that is a fact. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah. about light photons, uh light particles mm. and I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Does light die off eventually? Not in the sense of energy, because I know there's energy is not created, it's just transferred. But does light die off eventually? What do you mean die off? Like, you've got stars out there, and they're emitting light. Mm -hmm. And at some point, at least to our visible eye, it's like our range on the spectrum of visible light. It's like, well, we're so far away that not enough particles have the energy to make it this far. To where we would be able to see it, mm-hmm. so it eventually would die off, right? I don't know that it's that they don't have the energy; it's just that the amount of light. Think of the the surface. If you take a uh, um, take a, a marble, yeah, right, and there's a certain amount of light coming off of that. So that one little, you take one little circle on that. Yeah. Now, as you expand that, that becomes less dense with photons there's right? more space between each photon as it yeah, as it expands out more space for the light to get there yes right yep so 
in this infinite dilemma. Mm-hmm. And I'm no I'm no astrophysicist here, but uh, I've got an idea. <laughs> But I've got, I've got I an idea. I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express <laughs> last night. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. so maybe, maybe we're so far from shit. I mean, our closest neighboring galaxy, two point five trillion, I mean, million, two point five million light years away, Andromeda Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the infiniteness of light and everything like that, because light isn't building mm-hmm. up in the energy as it's getting closer to us, because it's further from its source, it's producing mm-hmm. the energy. Is it? Is it possible that that's why it gets dark? Because yes, the light is hitting still; it's still reaching, but it's just so much less intense and so less dense that it the the strength of light reflecting off of the moon or our star, mm-hmm. our big star, the sun, that's so strongly contrasting, and our our visible light range on the spectrum of light is so narrow that that's why mm-hmm. we experience night. No, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mainly because but for a second, it, I sounded I sounded like I was all the same. No, no, you, you have you have you have very valid points, but you're you're we're talking about the force, and you're getting caught up in the trees, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I thought you said the force, like Star Wars. No. Yes. It's like yeah. yes. No, no, no. The 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 thing here is you're talking about a single point of light. Mm-hmm. We're talking infinite stars. If you're out in say say you have a infinite flat plane of forest. Yes. Right. And these trees are all spread out, right? And the further from right. us, they spread out more, right? Because that would be the example. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we still wouldn't but be you, able to see through that shit. You still wouldn't be able to see through if you have infinite trees. Yes, because eventually I mean? and they're gonna unless they're mm-hmm. spaced out perfectly, like those farmlands that you drive by and you look down the rows of trees. Yeah, the and you're like, oh, that's yeah. so cool! Look at the orchards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. So okay. Um, well, the other, the yeah, other what's one. Your other really, one. Dude, this one. I would say probably at least every two to three years, I go through an existential crisis. Let me time you out real quick. If anybody listening to this has a theory as to why this is, why does it get dark? Why do we have night? Why does it get dark at night here? If you have a theory, please message me um, either on Instagram at Anthony Thomas 33 or just my website, Mm -hmm. anthonyjthomas.com. If you have a theory, even if it's absolutely ridiculous, please share. Okay. Yeah. Here's oh, there, there's other, there's other precepts that go with that too. Like the universe wouldn't be infinitely old because light takes amount of time to travel here, right? Mm-hmm. So we get we, we see light from I think it's like fourteen and a half billion light years away. So that light is fourteen and a half billion years old, right? Right. If they're if the universe say that's in you know in in this direction fourteen and a half billion that year. Now if say if the universe is is, is uh thirty billion years old mm-hmm. right then uh wait, 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 wait yeah then if it's 30 billion years old we don't have all of that light yet right right it was so it, i mean yeah. not 30 if there's something 30 billion light years away so that's 14 and a half this year this way if we go you know another 14 and a half uh in the same direction same direction right but the universe that light wasn't created 14 and a half billion years ago right but it's 30 billion years away. We're still 14. Yeah. And or there's 15 and a half billion would it, years would from it, getting that light. Would it ever reach us? This, I feel like this is an algebra problem. Would it ever? If you have a ship that's this far away <laughs> <laughs> traveling yeah, at this it'll speed, reach us. Eventually. It'll reach us in, thir- 
in another 15 and a half billion years. Because we're not moving faster than the speed of light away from it. It's going to make up no. that ground. No. Okay. But the universe could potentially be expanding faster than the speed of light. Damn. Yeah. That makes you saying bolt so much faster. Right. <laughs> All right. What's yeah, your, what's the other one? What's the other one before? Oh, because oh, yeah. after this, yeah. I want to move into uh, another uh, topic that we'll we'll kind of wrap things up with it. Cool. We'll dive into. But yeah. yeah so what's the what's the um, other thing that keeps you up at night around astrophysics? So, we are beings of four dimensions, right? There's up, down, left, right, forward, back, and time is a dimension. Mm-hmm. We can move freely about three of these dimensions. So operating on the the precept that a n dimensional being can move freely in n minus one dimensions. Yes. So if you're in five dimensions, you can move freely about four, right? Yes. If there's a fifth five five dimensional being, right? We don't we don't know what we can't we can't even contemplate a fifth dimension. Just like a stick figure couldn't figure it, we couldn't contemplate uh, you know three depth, dimension. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So there's a fifth dimensional being out there and assume that they can move freely about our four dimensions, including time, including time. Mm -hmm. So for for time, time for them is it could be, you know, let's go. Oh, let me let me go grab the mail real quick. I'm just going to go back in time. Yeah. 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 And I uh, exactly. Yeah. Like that. And so uh, this is all stemmed from the movie Interstellar, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh Anne Hathaway says something about this. You know, it could be somewhere that they could go. The future could be a valley that they could go to. Right. There are there are implications to that. Because if that's true, then the future is somewhere they can go. Right? Yes. Well, there's, there's one of two ways this goes. The, the future is somewhere where they can go, which means that it's there already right it exists it exists yeah it, it is. is that is what's going to happen you right. are going to be there no matter what choices you make now now hold on before we advance because i know you have more to add to this yeah yeah is if that's the case mm-hmm. then the assumption is that they can influence this right like when Possibly, when you yeah. when you move forward you're influencing the air you're influencing the molecules right so you're influencing that somehow if if this is the case could it be something of the sort that's like yeah they could they can move that direction Mm -hmm. uh in that dimension but like us let's say you know vertically we can jump a certain amount but we can't jump 10 feet high because of gravity, that gravitational force, is there potentially a force that, yes, they can go in the past super far back, like we can lay down mm-hmm. to the ground, whatever, mm-hmm. and go with that, but they can only go a certain amount forward in well, that the problem, dimension of time. Yeah, but the, the problem with that, that, that ideology is that when you say we can only jump so high... Yeah. Physically, yes, as a, as a person, but we can create things that can go anywhere. For sure, the Voyager One and Voyager Two are past the heliosphere; they're leaving the solar system right now. You know, correct. So, you know, and we could have put someone on there if we had the engineering skills for it. You know, the physics we understand; it's the engineering that we we have trouble with, mm-hmm. um, and rightly so. It's a tough problem, but you, it, so there's there's that. It's not that we can 
jump only so high. Like we can go as far up as we want because we right? can propel ourselves with yeah, other feet. E- yes, even so, we can dig down as far as we want. It's just it's it's engineering that's stopping. It's not physics, right? right. And so, if they can go to the future, it's there. Yeah. Now, along with yours, if they can't go to the future, that would be the equivalent of someone saying, "Hey, man, yeah, you can go east." But only to Cincinnati. You got to wait till we build more east. Yeah. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's it. That's all you get. That, and so yeah. those, those are the, the two ways that can go. Unless this fifth dimension is like depth mm. for a two-dimensional character. And it's maybe time is the one constant dimension that nobody, no, no, no one being, can. regardless of your dimensionality, can can traverse i don't know yeah but this this keeps me up probably a couple i'm in no way qualified to answer this question yes and it keeps me awake in bed <laughs> yes there so. there is some fascinating possibilities thinking of this is what are what do you know of other this sounds very very elementary of me which is i'm totally fine with do you know of other dimensions from like there's time there's, you know, obviously like spatial, the three-dimensional space mm-hmm. and everything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, what other dimensions might there be? I don't know. Is that it? Do, I, mean, I mean, there's, I mean, I think there's, uh, um, I don't know. I've, I don't know if they've been classified as theories yet, but like 11 dimensions, I think is. 11? Uh, is this like in, yeah. like and, in the world of like string theory? Uh, yeah, I think I think string theory accounts for n- numerous, m- numerously more dimensions than we have. But I don't I don't know. I, like, I'm not fully read up on that. But I know that there is areas of physics that do operate even math. You can you can get into uh, geometry. Yeah. And they'll do geometry in higher dimensions. And what they'll do is essentially just assume that one of the dimensions yeah. is a line as opposed to. Uh, a space and that's how you they calculate it and stuff like that yeah. but like computers computers can uh like our computers can operate in any number of dimensions we want they just can't display it for us because we can only fathom three dimensions right. right like but a computer can sit here and it can calculate and cross-reference you know 12 different columns of data those are all different dimensions yeah right? yeah computers can do it yeah we can't damn is Elon Musk a computer? No. Okay. The, uh, so, no, on this, so on this, I watched this, yeah, this, yeah. this joint is on Netflix. I, I, I think I was just looking it up. Um, Paw Patrol movie? No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're getting on either, you're getting on one of the kids' Netflix or something. What's going on here? <laughs> no, no, it's this documentary uh, uh, on co- contacting alien life. And it's this, uh, mm. features this dude, Stephen Greer, uh, I think Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. I th- oh, okay. So essentially, let me see what this says. Has okay, it, featuring Stephen Greer, apostle of the alien visitation disclosure movement, has tantalizing sightings, but reveals that ET obsession is now the militia. Anyway, um, we watched this the other night, Jeanette and I, and mm-hmm. it was I was fascinated by it. this. So Stephen Greer, he's a uh, He's a, doc, a, a doctor, like MD, um, mm. not what you would necessarily classify as like, oh, this guy's just a nut job type of dude. Yeah. But the the whole thesis of this essentially is that we can actually contact alien life forms and we can summon them to us 
where we have interactions, right? And he like kind of mm-hmm. lays out the different levels. And and this documentary has some wildly uh, believable Inf- information and insight from people who was like, oh, this person used to work on this project. And, you know, that was hype, like top secret, you know, highly classified, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Basically what it is, is meditation. If you can meditate in a certain mm-hmm. way and you have to have the heart of like a welcoming, this is the part where it's kind of like, this is a little bit like hippie style, you know, which, you know, I mean, yeah, come yeah. on, our mother, like we vibe with the hippies, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was basically like, you can, you can actually summon them. So he'll have like retreat to- sort of things where he'll get people, they'll come together like 10, 15 people, they'll go take lawn chairs out, set up somewhere and they get into, they just meditate together. They get into this meditative state and then they summon and they have sightings like video and all this stuff. They show the mm-hmm. video in this documentary. Anyway, it was essentially not just meditation in a strong way, but it was also, you had to have a pure heart. And if you didn't have the pure heart of like, oh yeah, I really want to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. then they wouldn't show up. And so they, they kind of break this down. It was pretty pretty interesting documentary whether it's real or not i'm i don't know it's there's stuff in there that's yeah. believable and and i think he has an app out there that's like yeah you can get with the community of people around the world that are mm-hmm. you know doing this stuff what this brought up what you were just describing and you know multi-dimensional and everything like this brought up is like what if that's a dimension that they can move is actually in the dimension, like, you know how people say, oh, well, imagine if you saw people like Shala How, if you saw people based on their heart. Yeah, yeah. Right? What if that's, what if, would that be classified as a dimension that they can move? Or is that more of a, just a sense? Like you have a, you can see things, you can feel things, you can smell things. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they get a little spidey tingle. You know, my spidey senses yeah, are yeah. tingling because this person has a pure intention of meeting and greeting and, and being kind and welcoming. Um, that I think is highly unlikely based on the fact that it's a, a pure heart is subjective. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's something you can't like, we can't quantify because that would imply that right or wrong is universal. A, it's a universal thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even within Western civilization, right or wrong is, uh, is, is subjective. And it's even more so when you go out of Western civilization into the rest of the world. Yeah. You look at indigenous tribes in, uh, in Amazon with some of the stuff that they think is acceptable. We're like, holy shit, that's super weird, dude. They survive and they the think tribe. the same about us. Dude, yeah. we've been watching on Nat Geo. I think Disney Plus, mm-hmm. you could access it, but uh, Survive the Tribe and yeah. uh, what is it? Uh, Primal Survival. This dude, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Hayden. Hayden Altel, I think, something like this. Um, yeah. It's fascinating. And it, and you just, yeah. it's prime examples of exactly what you're talking about. It's, you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of natives, different lands, different yeah. parts of the world, and they're just, you know, running around naked, shooting blow darts into monkeys and, you know, eating monkeys. Mm-hmm. Like, where he's yeah. a, a nature lover so much, but he's also participating and he understands this circle of life for them, but it's yeah. It's like, man, it, you know, you don't see yeah. you don't see people here going around just murking monkeys for food. I mean, granted, yeah, right, granted exactly. they're not a native animal to this yeah. part of the world, but... Except Harambe. Oh, dude, rest in peace. 
That's when the world started going to shit. When they killed this fucking girl. That's true. Uh, that is no, true. No, that was a bad yeah. omen. I just, I think that the lack of scientific, uh, like em- empirical data for that, like yeah. it's something that you can, you can calculate and get, you know, re- reproducible results is the problem there. Like, this okay i had this thought yesterday as i was thinking like what do we you know what what should we really dive into for the podcast and i was thinking that one of the distinct differences between you and i is mm-hmm. your fascination with things that are hard black and white answers right so yeah, math yeah. math science something specifically measurable and repeatable so it's something yeah. that's like yeah i i know that yeah. i could here's the equation you put these variables in this yeah, yeah. is what you get every time yeah Whereas my fascination in my pursuit of, you know, of social sciences, personal development, mm-hmm. things like this is I and even golf, for example. Right. It's like mm-hmm. I love these things because there's no black or white answer. Is somebody entering your yeah, hotel yeah. room? Hopefully not. <laughs> if, if I get killed, you'll have evidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're recording this for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I was um, thinking about it. That, well, I mean, I wouldn't say that, that I, I'm I'm also very fascinated with interhuman react like uh, in, in relations like yeah i i mean i got a degree in psychology i'm very fascinated with the human brain and how it works mm-hmm. um i just think i'm when it comes to interpersonal relationships yeah. i have a very different look than most people yeah um because i know that in every single i mean because that's most of the time what you end up doing is is you look at conflict right yeah. even if it's internal or external mm-hmm. um I, I do tend to look at things in a very matter of fact way. And the fact of the matter most of the time is that there is no right answer for those. Yeah. And that's not what people want to hear. People yeah. want to hear, Hey, what's wrong with this? And I'm like, well, he's wrong. You're right. Yeah. You know, that's what they want to hear. And yeah. I'm just like, no, you guys are like, uh, you know, and so yeah, I, yeah, the math and science does interest me more because right. I can get to the black and white and that's acceptable. Right. I don't have to justify it. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, it's, that's a good point. And, and yeah, you, you do have a very different perspective to put it in the words of our nephew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uncle Ryan hates everybody. No. <laughs> he said, he was giving a presentation about his family and he said, I don't think my Uncle Ryan cares how anybody feels. <laughs> <laughs> he presented this to his high school class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and I, I mean, that's not that's not the case. Like, it's it's not that I don't care how you feel, but that's not my biggest concern. My biggest concern is ensuring that the correct information is there, right? Which I admire. Like, about feeling, you. yeah, feelings are that's up to you. That's not like yeah. I'm not in charge of your feelings. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now, I will try. Like, if, if there's something that I know is going to hurt somebody's feelings, I will try and do it in a gentle way that's yeah. more acceptable. I'm not going to go out there and blatantly hurt people's feelings but if you ask me a question you better want the answer the honest yeah yeah that's yeah you know you know that's (laughs) i learned this a a few years ago because that's honesty and truth is something that i highly value as well it's like Mm -hmm. one of my core values as well and years ago from being very very blunt um about things i realized i should start asking people because i i'm smart enough now to pick up on are they fishing for a feel-good answer mm. or do they want the truth mm. right so now yeah, w- yeah. when it's something that i'm like ooh, they might not like this answer i before i answer i ask 
do you want the truth or are you looking for something specific you want validation yeah, yeah. because <laughs> yeah you might not like the truth you know and yeah yeah that's a that's a that's a sensitive thing but that's a good point and yeah. and you're right it's not it's not something everybody can vibe with but that that is something and we've talked about this before mm. that i definitely value and appreciate in your your way of life, your, your choice to live that way. Cause you could, you know, obviously you could choose to live other otherwise, but yeah, I, yeah. and most people don't necessarily value that upfront. Yeah. But looking back, I don't know anybody that's been like, man, I can't believe that person told me the truth. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody like that, but yeah. all right. So yeah. you know what? Screw it. We're, we're going over a little over. I like to try to keep cool. these under an hour, but you know, How long have we been going? Right now, we're at, since we started about an hour, we're at about an hour, but screw it. We're going to keep going. Because I really wanted to dive in. You are the perfect person to dive into familial nurturing. Mm. And you and I both being in our 30s now, we're, we're brothers raised by the same parents, birthed by the same mm -hmm. parents, experienced yeah. the same parents growing up and we're now into our adult lives and doing whatever we're doing and we get to do a lot of analytical breakdowns of our upbringing mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and a lot yeah. of people a lot of people you know they we like to call them brothers weekends <laughs> <laughs> yes we do yes we do yeah. so yeah this is one of the things that i Again, to the the question that we talked about earlier, where people are like, "Oh, do you have do you have siblings?" Yes, I do. Are you guys mm -hmm. close? And that for a long time, a good number of years, it it confused me as to why that would be a mm -hmm. question. The second question: Are you close? Because yeah. you, me, and Billy, the three of us have always been close. We've yeah. we've fought physically, we fought verbally, we fought emotionally. Mm -hmm. That one time, I very insensitively that. But though comically in my mind, I etched in your leather chair. Yeah, your a big penis. A big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your yeah, your yeah. favorite lounger chair uh, with a lot of memories attached to it. That was so insensitive of me. It was hilarious in my mind, but looking back, I'm like, damn, dude, that was not yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had we had all sorts of experiences together, and. Not everybody has a close relationship. And I think that either not a close relationship or the ability to see things in a way that you, I think, have a wonderful ability to see things and offer a subjective opinion as well mm -hmm. as well as the most objective one could be ab yeah. about certain things. So this is why I think there's value in how we can analyze like, well, how we were raised was like this and what it means, especially yeah, yeah. with your psychology background, and everything like that. So I wanted to chat about obviously the nature versus nurture. This is specifically 100% all on nurture. Okay. The way you are brought up, how do you navigate and how have you navigated looking back at your childhood and, and your upbringing and realizing mm -hmm. a lot of things where you're just like, damn, I wish they did this differently. I yeah. wish my parents <laughs> wouldn't have done yeah. this or they would have done that. How do you navigate yeah, this yeah. In, in a healthy way? You know, that changed about six and a half years ago when I, when I had Isaac, mm. well, when Kristen had Isaac, I didn't have Isaac. Kristen did all <laughs> your, the work. Yeah, yeah. Your son. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it changed all before that I would get caught up in, 
God, you know, I wish they would have done this different. I wish they would have done that different. And um, after having Isaac and being a parent, I and looking back at all this stuff again, mm-hmm. it, like you like you say, as as objectively as possible. I mean, it's impossible for a person to look at their own stuff objectively. Correct. Right? It's always going to be seen through my eyes. Right. Um, but after you know learning and and learning as I grow as a parent, I I look back and I realize that mom and dad were doing the absolute best that they could. Yeah. And the things that I have beef with and wish that they would have done different, they might feel the same way. Yeah. They very well could. You know what I mean? That's actually been voiced. I know for a fact they like, we've heard it from both mom and dad, like damn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of the big things. uh, Yeah. yeah, That's just, that's just part of parenthood. You Mm -hmm. know, like I tell Isaac sometimes, I when I'm wrong, I will go to Isaac and be like, "Look, dude, I'm sorry, I was wrong." And um, <clears throat> like one time, we tell him to stomp his feet when he when he was angry. We we told him that for a long time because he would have um, issues controlling his anger. We're like, "Stomp your feet," you know, that's a good way to do it. Right. And one day he got in trouble and he stomped his feet and I popped his butt for it. Ooh. And yeah, and that th- that's the thing. And Kristen, re- you know, reminded me because. You know, that's, I mean, that's, and I expect her to correct me when, yeah, I, when I'm wrong. She's sure. like, okay, we tell him to stomp his feet. So I went inside and I told him, I was like, look, dude, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I was upset too. I was angry at the way you behaved, but yeah. I didn't control my anger either. Yeah. And we tell you to stomp your feet and I spanked you and you shouldn't have. And so I, I've told him before, I'm like, dude, I'm learning too. Like, yeah. this is my first time being a dad. So what, so what did, I, 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 what, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened after that? Yeah. After that apology. Um, so <laughs> since, since I popped his butt for that, I let him pop my butt. He, yeah. Because <laughs> I was wrong. What a great. So, and he, I, yeah. I mean, it's, I just, I want to set an example that yeah. when, when you're wrong, you say you're wrong and you try and rectify it, you know? Right. Um. So just, you know, the, the way I've dealt with that has gotten, it, it's been a lot easier after having kids yeah. just because I, I'm making mistakes. I'm sure he's going to look back and, and find lots of things that he didn't like, uh, that, that I did, you yeah. know? And, but I know, I know I'm trying my damnedest yeah. to be a, a, a good dad. And so <clears throat> I think having kids kind of put that into perspective and it helped me see things from mom and dad's standpoint. I mean, not to mention that they didn't really have a good foundation of what good parenting is. What do you to mean? Start with, <laughs> yeah, right. What do you um, mean? Yeah. Mean? So when you look at it through that lens, they did a phenomenal job. Yeah, you know what I mean? they did an absolutely amazing job raising us. Yeah. and I mean, I have my gripes and all that, but you know, I, I'm a pilot. You know, we say all the time, pilots aren't happy unless they're complaining. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it goes. Right? <laughs> oh, big fact, big fact. Yeah. I, so, so this this raises a couple questions. Yeah. Think back to pre Isaac. Yeah. Were you viewing the the sh- shortcomings in your mind, the things that you wish were done differently from from them parenting us before you had Isaac? Were you viewing these in a way that you thought? they could have done better at that time and they just chose not to. That's to say that they were equipped to Mm -hmm. perform a better job as a parent Mm -hmm. in those times that they did the things Mm -hmm. you wish they didn't. 
and they just chose a different route. Is that how you were viewing them? And then that changed as you became a dad? Cause you're like, damn, like I'm trying my best and I still can't get it right yeah. sometimes, you know? So you gotta, you have yeah. to go in and apologize cause you do mess up and you know, you know all these things. No, I don't think it was necessarily like, Oh, they could have done this instead. Yeah. It was never that. I wish they would have taken this other option. Yeah. It was always, I wish they wouldn't have done this. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's much like like people that bring up a problem, but they don't have a solution for it. I hate that. Right? I hate that and shit. I, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because not everybody that is equipped to identify a problem is equipped to solve the problem. Yes. You have to know there is a problem before you can solve it. And you wanting to be a businessman and whatnot, that should be good for you. Because if someone brings up a problem, you don't necessarily want them to fix it because they're going to fix it the way they want to fix it. Yeah. You want to find an expert to fix that problem, right? Yes. So people bringing up problems without a solution, and, and you're not the only person that hates it. There's so yeah. many people that are like, well, if you don't have a solution, don't say anything. That's stupid. I agree with that. And that's not where I yeah. was going with it. To clarify, oh. <laughs> the, okay. the, the thing that I hate about it, it's not that they don't have the solution or a solution. Mm -hmm. The thing mm -hmm. that I really, really, it just irks me is when you have a complaint mm -hmm. and you don't have an idea of doing it differently. Now, let's say mm -hmm. that different thing, that idea, I come, mm -hmm. to, I come to you with a complaint and I say, Ryan, my house, it's just, it frustrates me, dude, because there's dirt all over the floor and it just pisses me oh, off. Yeah. You know, it's like dirt from outside. Yeah. There's mud and everything I got. Yeah. And you go, cool, like, what do you suggest? And I say, I don't know. And you go, well, like, what's an idea that's different from how things are right now? And, mm -hmm. I, and I go, maybe there should be a bucket that is like a tray filled with mud on the inside of my place so that when you come in, you just step in mud. And now the whole place is covered with even more mud. And it's like, that's something different than what's going on now. That's an idea that's very clearly worse in the, in the outcome, but it's an idea of something yeah. different, right? Yeah. So yeah. what pisses me off is when people have complaints, 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 and it's like, okay, well, do you have any ideas to do it differently? And they're like, no. Mm. It's like, you can think of something different than how it is right now. Mm -hmm. Remove one variable, add another variable, whatever mm -hmm. it is. That's yeah. what pisses me off. It's not, it's not knowing the right answer. It's not having the solution. It's not any of that. It's just, yeah, yeah. hey, if you have a complaint, participate in the exploration of finding a solution. That's yeah. the thing. That's what pisses me off is when people just complain, 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 and there's no solution. You saw, I, I saw this all over the place in the Ahmad post Ahmad Arbery, um, you know, murder and, and George Floyd murder and, mm -hmm. and all the protests and BLM movement and all this stuff. Everybody, it was like everybody mm -hmm. had so much ferocity and so much anger and so much, mm -hmm. uh, you know, complaining, mm -hmm. but nobody had any ideas like, Oh, let's try this. Let's do this differently. Let's do this. And then when there was an idea, yeah. it was just like, oh yeah, that's that's spot on. Let's, you know, let's let's do this. Let's do that. It's like, well, maybe, yeah, but like, you know, maybe not. Also, right? But at least, yeah. at yeah. least somebody's coming with the anger and and saying, let's do it differently because how it's going mm -hmm. right now, we're not satisfied with. Instead of just flat yeah. out complaining, that's that's the difference. But you're, I, I think what what that ends up doing is. For you, it's just making you more stressed. For sure, one hundred percent. You're one hundred because now it, I'm not thinking of the, solution. I'm frustrated with this well, individual. Not even that, but do you give a shit where the solution came from? Mm -mm. 
No. So why would you care? Are you mad at people if you get a if you get a table around like, hey, everybody, let's think of a solution to this. You know, this yeah. course person points it out. They're at the table with you. Yeah. Are you mad at anyone else at that table for not coming up with a solution? No, they didn't bring the complaint. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're past that. Yeah. You're 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 at a point where you have a problem. Now. Yes. And now we have so to it doesn't I don't yeah. Yeah, now so we have it, to have a solution. It, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't bother you. I well, I'm not gonna say it shouldn't because you're you, but yeah, it yeah. wouldn't bother me. I don't because I don't I don't care which one of these but fifteen people comes up with the answer. I don't care if no one comes up. But with let's say this complaint is a repetitive complaint. I guess this mm-hmm. you're, you're actually helping me unpack this more and more the dig, deeper we dig, which cool. is really which is really good, right? This yeah, is yeah. welcome to therapy. Yeah, yeah. And it's more so welcome to family therapy. <laughs> very unqualified, highly unqualified siblings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's more so repetitive complaints. It's not a, hey, this is a new problem I've I've observed. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is, you know, like, ah, man, you know, like, I'm, ah, I should really stop doing this. Oh, okay. A month later, man, I should really stop doing this. Ah, yeah, I should re- okay, well, do, mm-hmm. do something about it. And yeah. either, or maybe just like, what ideas do you have? If you keep complaining about the yeah. same thing, like, at least yeah. by now you should. Have. So that's, that's what I think it is. It's not a one time, like, mm-hmm. hey, because that is very, very I'm welcome. guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. Most I, people I, are. Like, I am too, and yeah, I can yeah. tell you one right I, now. Look, I, I'll <laughs> tell you this. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the day that I'm gonna work, start working out again. Yeah. And son of a bitch, every morning I wake up, it's today. Oh shit! Yeah, it's never tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. So. It is today. <laughs> hey, no, straight up, my the my focus, my focus that I've been complaining about is this yeah. is this is this is a cue of why it's so frustrating to me is because I do it. I've yeah. been so frustrated with my lack of discipline. And uh, last night I was like, all right, this is it. I'm I'm waking up at 6.45 a.m. And I'm going to hit my workout and all this stuff, right? You have a newborn. That's a stupid goal. I've got a newborn. And and, <laughs> and despite him yeah. sleeping wonderfully last night, I, mm-hmm. I did not sleep well at all. I, was, I woke up randomly. I had two hours mm-hmm. from 1 a.m. to 3. I mm-hmm. could not get back to sleep. I was tossing and turning, just mm-hmm. wide awake. And then I got to sleep at like 3.15-ish, somewhere around there. Woke up again 4.30 for like a good hour. So I was like, damn, I'm short on sleep. And sleep's super key for your immune system and yeah. all these things, whatever. The long story short, I had a million excuses, but I got up and went and worked out at 9. Mm. Supposed to get up 6.45. I got up and got after it at 9 a.m. And it's like, dude, that is not discipline. And this is, this is keep in mind, this is like, we're about a week and a half in of me going, oh, I'm getting up at 6.45. And not once have mm-hmm. I done it. Not once. Yeah. So this is, it's like, yeah. but, I, but I'm at least chipping away. The, the good thing is, you know, chipping mm-hmm. away and trying, okay, try this, set this up, set all your, your gear up, set this, you know, yeah. and it, and yeah. it is getting What's so special better. about 645. It's a uh, act of discipline. I, I, I'm getting to sleep early enough for sure. It's just that. No, 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 but I'm just saying like, why not? Like, why if you if you have this goal that you keep setting, you keep failing, yeah. why not change your goal to get the same outcome? Yeah. Why not set your goal to work out at nine every morning? Oh, that, I see what you're saying. It was because uh, yeah. this is this is before a newborn is up and active and everything, so I can actually mm. get the workout and get like business stuff done without neglecting mm. my family. <laughs> you know, like right now they're in the other room, yeah. and lo- luckily Jeanette is you know more than happy yeah. and, and loves loves our little dude, and she's like, yeah, like I, of course I'll kick it with him and everything while we're podcasting and yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. But 
I still, as you are, very similar. You want to be there. You want to be present. So for me, it's yeah, like yeah. it means getting up early or staying up later. And I know that the like pillow talk time, the wind down mm. time together, that's some of our that's some of our and especially Jeanette's favorite time. Well, that's where we laugh a ton. We get to recap the day. We decompress a lot. That is mm. more meaningful if I have to take one of those bookends away. The morning one where we're just kind of laying in bed and the slow wake up take that mm. one away because it's not as meaningful. It's not as important. It's not as, yeah, you know, yeah. impactful. So that's, Dude, that's the, why the evening wind down, like after the kids go to yeah. sleep, that's Chris and I, that's our time. Yeah. That's where we watch our shows. That's where we sit and chat, have a drink. Yeah. Uh, more nights than not. I'll have a little bit of Costco popcorn. Oh, do you season Girl. that joint? Throw a little mesquite, a little, did you bring it? <laughs> I take it on the road. With I me, love dude. it. I love it. You so, know, with popcorn fun fanatics. Fact for those of you out there that uh, travel, if you take the little ice uh, bucket yeah. that's in the hotel rooms, yeah. put that little plastic bag in there. Mm. It's almost a perfect amount for one bag of popcorn. But you want to make sure that you let the popcorn cool down for a little bit after it's cooked before you, you put to. it in. Bro, it's going to melt that bag. You know, the kernels melt that bag. I know you've had the that. kernels melt the bag, but you don't want to eat the kernels anyways. Okay. It's like a filter. First of all, <laughs> do not eat it wrapped in plastic. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Cause that's a good breakdown on, on looking back at family and everything like that and, yeah, and, yeah. and parenting and, you know, yeah. Damn. I wish my parents did this differently and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So here you are. Your son is now six and some change. Mm-hmm. You've been at this for a while. What, do you see subjectively that you're doing that you go, ooh, he might hate this when he's an adult? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll do something where I'm like, damn, that's going to come up in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're always joking, but like, yeah. uh, I don't like. A hard one for me is the the parent teacher relationship, right? Like he oh. he is much like me. He wants to be a class clown, wants to be a funny kid at school. And um, mom and dad, you know, when we were growing up, were always on the side of the teacher. That was their thing. And I think that that's what they told us always, like one hundred percent of the time. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hated that. You know? mm. And and the thing is, is honestly, you know, looking back objectively, had something gone wrong in school, yeah, uh, with the teacher and the teacher messed up, mom and dad would have called them out, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but one hundred percent of the problems I had in school were my fault. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that uh, you know I didn't feel supported. I right. Didn't, and and, it, and I think it was just more about how they. I don't think it was their, the the way they treated it is the way they presented it more yep. than anything. And I think they they want they were doing the right thing because you want your kid to behave in school. Yeah. Um. And so we deal with the same with with Isaac, and yeah. he wants to be the class clown like me. And I tell him like, look, dude, I had a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know. And I um, that's something I struggle with him is is to let him know that I am on Isaac's side. Yeah. And I want you to pay attention because this is what's best for Isaac. You know, it's yeah. not that I'm taking the teacher's side. Yeah. Um, but can you just tell him? So, yeah, because six year olds are super <laughs> rational. <laughs> so, this is a. Yeah. <laughs> this this is i think this is an important distinction and it might be helpful for some people i know it would be helpful for me to hear at some phase of my life where it's hard 
especially when you 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 bring in another being into your responsibility mm-hmm. circle. But it's mm-hmm. it's hard even on your own to feel confident in the decisions you're making when you can when you a- you actually have the foresight to see like, ooh, this is what this might lead to down yeah. the road. Yeah. You know, and yeah, this yeah. might come up in therapy. Yeah. But like this scenario, right? What what are the options here? Let's say it's it's a hundred percent either to the teachers or to your children. It's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you, it's a game of odds now. More likely, mm-hmm. teachers don't feel like conjuring up some bullshit thing to call parents and say, "Hey, your kid." You know, that's that's very mm-hmm. unlikely. Teachers want to get out and go drink their yeah. night away and all that stuff, right? <laughs> Strong assumption, but I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking your teachers specifically. Yeah. Yours, yeah, my <laughs> no teachers, ones yeah. that, that had to deal with your ass yeah. all day. So it's like, okay, (laughs) are the odds that my child is wrong more of the time and they're responsible Mm -hmm. for this phone call from the teacher or whatever? Mm -hmm. Or is it more likely the teacher is tripping? And this Mm -hmm. is, you know, K through 12 that this is occurring. Not, I mean, sure, there's probably going to be a one-off, you know, maybe a two teachers that really are just shit bags because just like anywhere else, there's not everybody in the role Mm -hmm. or in that field is is great. So... What what's what do you do? Okay, well, we could err on the side and say, hey, teacher's always right. Uh-huh. And then those few times, those couple times where my my kid was actually right and the teacher's, uh-huh. you know, wrong in this, uh-huh. man, that's that might come up in therapy later. You know, that's gonna be tough. Yeah. But yeah. but what's the yeah. alternative, right? Yeah. That you you bank with the kid being right, and now the kid's like, Oh, I can get away with everything. I yeah, can do exactly. anything and I can just lie to my parents and just I'll do whatever I yeah. want. And then they're yeah. going to come yeah. to my rescue. So, yeah, I will say this, though. One of my uh, personal uh, methodologies with dealing with young kids, because he's six, you know, I'm not dealing yeah. with teenagers or anything yet. But, yeah. um, just, you know, six and, and below, I can I can speak on and their idea of what actually happened mm-hmm. is the truth to them. They are very self-centered. Yes. And no matter what actually happened, the way they felt, you know, the way, just like any, any time, anytime there's a conflict, we have feelings. Yes. Right. And you can go back on it later and look and say, okay, I might've been a little overreacting. A lot of times they're overreacting, but to them, that's their truth. So I try and judge him and his actions based on what his truth is. Because that's how I that's how I can hold him accountable. It's not going to do me any good to sit here and hold him accountable for something that he thinks did not happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Then we're into the. Uh, it's like oh, Kristen's calling me. Uh, oh, you better not. Not in the middle of a podcast. Hey. Oh, now you answer. Me and Anthony are podcasting right now. Oh, okay. Tell me that. Well, I was going to text, but I was podcasting. Yeah. Okay, bye. Hi, Kristen. I'll, I'll call you. Oh, oh she, she can't hear me because I'm yeah near AirPods. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I want is to I want I want to hold him accountable to what his understanding of what happened is. Right. You know. Right. So this, and then I will I will always explain. Mm-hmm. Like you may have felt like this happened, but this is what actually happened. Yeah. But even if you feel like this, you need to behave this way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. But um, that's a big thing that I do. That's. So, I, I think that's really good. I, there's a there's a couple good nuggets here for parents uh, that you've dropped in this in this session that that's really good and <sighs> poor Isaac man 
wants to be a class clown, got a dad who was a class clown, and you know, Dude, this is my fault. This is karma. <laughs> Like the universe, the universe has a balance sheet. Yeah. I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer in that. And uh, like, I was, oh god, what was it? Oh, so Isaac and Emma have been fighting a lot lately. Mm. And maybe two, I don't know, maybe it was Thanksgiving. I was talking to Dad, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was just telling him, I was like, he's like, how are the kids doing? I was like, man, they're fighting a lot. And I was like, and I need to apologize for how much we fought because, <laughs> like, dude. It's like it's the worst thing in the world when you see your like both your kids fight. You yeah, know what I, mean? it's I just, believe it. Yeah, I believe. I don't it. say it's the worst thing in the world, and I mean, I would take their fighting over another Holocaust. But, yeah, you know, that's just, good. That's good. That's, that's, a, that's on a, behalf a, of like the entire population of the world. That's that's a good world, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's really bad feeling. It's it's yeah, it's it's terrible as a parent to see your kids just bicker and fight nonstop and sucks. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna wrap this up, but I want to recap a few things that I thought were really, really valuable here. One, apologize to your children. Absolutely. Admit when you are wrong. And it's especially if you have a partner, this is something I think that a lot of couples, a lot of relationships mm. ha- have a hard time with because of ego, right? We all have it. Mm. Um being able to correct each other. I literally mm. yesterday with the newborn. Although, well, you mm. guess he's not a newborn. He's over two months now. But he's still a newborn. Yeah, still a newborn. So yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm caring for him in this moment, giving Jeanette a break. And I was just my patience because I was in the middle of doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. taking care of all this, whatever. And then he so inconveniently started crying. <laughs> no, it was he. How dare yeah. you. <laughs> Yesterday he had a rough day and, and it's literally in over two months, there's only been two days we've had where he literally, we could not figure out how to mm-hmm. soothe or anything. It was just a mm-hmm. random thing. And it happens, right? It's a baby. So mm-hmm. my patience was very short. Like it was like, I was trying mm-hmm. to, I tried everything, ran through the whole gamut, my whole algorithm of here's how to soothe him. It didn't yeah. work. And I'm just like, I was like, ah. You know, kind of had like one of those moments. And then Jeanette like saw it and we're pretty good at this where it's like, oh, okay, you need a break. Like, let me take him, that sort of thing. And then I boom, came, finished my stuff. And I was like, damn, that was so, so short on patience of me. That is not at all mm-hmm. the parent I want to be. So I went in the other room and I mean, we had a heart to heart. Not really. Because mm-hmm. he, he doesn't really, it, it was like heart to, Yeah. But I, I literally went yeah. down and I apologized. Yeah. Like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry. I was, and he doesn't speak yet. Yeah. <laughs> Two months old. So I was like, look, man, I'm so sorry. That was that was poor patience on my part. And you did not mm-hmm. deserve the huffing and puffing that I gave you. You know, I gave him a little mm-hmm. apology and a little yeah. kiss. Yeah. That's a very important thing. And I'm trying to establish that now as I see. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think of the stories that you shared and, and stuff. Because mm-hmm. to be completely honest, that's not something we got. You, no, you, no. myself, yeah. Billy, right? We didn't get those apologies. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, that's, you know, did the damn thing. And that was it. And just yeah. scrambling, <laughs> and just, yeah. just yeah. scrambling, yeah. you know, to raise us and shit. Yeah. And so that's a key thing. Apologize to your children. If yeah. if you have kids or if you're yeah. watching children, anything, apologize. That's a good trait to give people is to say, hey, I was wrong about this. And yeah. then you move forward and, you know, you clear that up. Yeah. And that's to, that, to add to that is if, if, you you don't want to raise someone that thinks that someone else is never wrong, regardless of who it is. You don't want them to think their uncle's never wrong. You don't want them to think their dad's never wrong. Because one day, what's going to happen is they're going to realize that that person's wrong. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna be rough. Yes, you know what I mean. Um, it's important for them, and not just rough 
with their their relationship rough on them because now they're going to realize that nobody's yes perfect like i like it's going to be hard for you know for them to to sit and conceptualize that that's not something i can aspire to anymore right it's better to have them growing up realizing that the people they look up to and idolize are wrong sometimes yes yes you know what i mean I, i i love that yeah that's yeah, I I think that's 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 a major key as well, and I I recall a lot of times where it's like, you know, there there were a, mom being a very passionate woman that she is, mm. you know, she sees a celebrity or she sees somebody that did something, you know, some wrongdoing in their life, whatever it is, and she just like boom, they're dead to me type of dead. thing, you know, dead. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. you know for for it was like mom that. I get that they were very, very clearly wrong here, but that doesn't mean, yeah. you know, that he's or she's not still amazing at that thing that they do. And you could still admire that ability of the thing yeah, they yeah, do yeah. and also yeah. denounce whatever poor behavior they had. So that's that's a very I think that's a very yeah. helpful thing. It's different for us, though, because our parents were never wrong. So big so. fact, big fact. <laughs> Ever. This is for ever. This is for everybody else in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's a good one. So apologize to your children. Admit when you're wrong. Yeah. Give them love and, yeah. and help them because you're yeah. also helping them navigate the world and help them not become a little shit. Mm. Another no, 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 no. The kids are going to be little shits. It's, yes. You're helping them be acceptable little shits. Good distinction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> another another beautiful takeaway. I I think that giving grace to your your upbringing and and your parents and their abilities and and really trying to mm-hmm. put yourself in in their shoes, whether you have kids or not. If, I mean, I think this is something most people mo- people are pretty damn smart, you know. And, and if they can put themselves in that position of like, okay, I'm a yeah. parent. I, here's what I've gone through in my life, and now I have to take care of a whole another human while still trying to accomplish whatever I'm trying to get yeah. up. To. Yeah, yeah. That would bring about a lot of grace to say, damn, you know, like. They could have. They could have done a lot worse, you know. Or they're just trying yeah. to cope. So there's some. Yeah, yeah. There's some instances there for sure, which I think. Yeah, is valuable. on the 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 spectrum of you know perfect parents and worst parent in the world, way way closer over here than they ever were over here. Yeah, but you don't realize that until you look at it through their eyes. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Which is super helpful. Yeah. Um, talked a, a a good bit about some stars and astrological bodies. Two of eighty-eight constellations. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's uh, Ursa Major and Ursa Minor and Cassiopeia up there, and, and yeah. all right, yeah. So those are some Cassiopeia good things. Cassiopeia or Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. No, you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. So uh, those are some good things. I yeah. uh, chat about yeah. some good idolized uh, persons, Neil deGrasse Tyson, which I who I love him as well. You've been diving into his Star Talk Radio as well. That's a good good podcast. Yeah. Good listen. Yeah. Rounding this out, bro. What is some just listen, people? If you guys could do this, it would make the world a better place for everybody. What is a little something? that you could toss out that everybody could either take or just give us a nice little pilot story that everybody could leave their day laughing. Uh, oh, I don't know about pilot stories, but I tell, I tell 
people all the time. I'm like, look, everybody's dealing with their own shit. Just try not to be a dick. Like, yeah, because everybody is like yeah. it, it dead serious. Like you, you run into someone on your worst day and that dude is the the worst guy ever. Right. Yeah. He crossed you and uh, you'll forever tell that story. But you never think about when you're that guy in someone else's story. Yeah, you are the villain in you someone's I mean? story. I there was a podcast. I, I did an episode about this. You are the villain in somebody's yeah. story, and that's a prime example, yeah. bro. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. You don't. You know. You know. I don't need everybody to like me. I don't want everybody to like me. Yeah. That's not the way the world works. Yeah. And just if you can just try and be a good person, mm-hmm. just don't be a dick to people. Yeah. And if someone crosses you, maybe they're having a bad day. Yeah. Right. And maybe this is the, where you put the same advice with dealing with raising your children and you just apologize. Hey dude, yeah. I'm having a shitty day. I've had that happen where mm-hmm. somebody was treating mm-hmm. me like, I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. this mother. And then they came back and they're like, I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm just mm-hmm. having a rough day. I, I had yeah. this happen, you know, working, mm-hmm. working for an airline. I've had many an experience yeah. this way. And, and yeah. people are, for the most part, people are very good people. And, yeah. A lot of times they can recognize that. If you do recognize it, it could salvage and even make you even closer to that individual because yeah. people get bad days. Yeah. Speaking of airline, I'm going to tell a story about my buddy. This isn't me, but my buddy. A guy I know. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he flies for the same airline. Yeah. Uh, there's a maintenance problem. They have to deplane. They've already boarded yep. and they have to deplane. So he goes and he grabs the phone and he's talking to everybody and he's like, hey, you know, super sorry. There's a maintenance problem. We want to make sure everything's as safe as possible before we go airborne. So we're going to have to ask everybody to get off the plane and we'll let maintenance take a look at it and all that. So as they're leaving, he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Same. Sorry to everybody. And this lady stops and just digs into him. This is bullshit. Da, 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 da. He's like, ma'am, I'm super sorry. She's like, you're not sorry. You guys like this stuff. Da, 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 da. And he's like, ma'am, I'm going to tell you the same thing. My marriage counselor told my ex-wife. You can't tell me how I feel. <laughs> so now you need to leave the plane so we can get it fixed. <laughs> there's your funny story for the day (laughs) that is gold that is i'm gonna tell you the same thing my marriage counselor told my ex you can't tell me how i feel (laughs) yeah that's good all right uh ryan thomas thank you my brother for joining the newly branded Anthony Thomas podcast. Thomas podcast. Yes, indeed, dude. This is a good ass time, and uh, just do it again, man. I I am happily happily down to do it again. All right. Yeah, I'll be, I'll have a lot of time in hotels. So. <laughs> Hotel life of pilot. <laughs> what up? It's so glamorous. I get to sit around in my Nautica pajamas and my Star Wars shirt and play <laughs> Xbox all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what's it like traveling the world? It's great, man. All the hotels really close to the airports are really dope. So oh, we have breakfast. Oh, the places you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. Thank you for joining on this chat with my brother and I, Ryan. Special thank you for helping me bring back the podcast, bring it back to life after the hiatus. And I'm always looking to improve, to grow. So that takes feedback from you. If you're listening to this, whatever you feel, whatever you like, whatever you dislike, things you hope to hear, let me know. You can find me on my website at anthonyjthomas.com or message me on Instagram, 
Anthony Thomas, 33. I've got some wonderful episodes coming up. I hope you like this one. That's it for now. Much love to you. Peace.